This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Welcome back to Pure Skin Talk. My name is Devin MacArthur. How are you guys? So I apologize for my missed episode last week. It was, um, so my health has not been great lately. And so this is, I don't want to be dramatic, but it's just the worst it's ever been. (laughs) So I mean, I guess that is a little dramatic. I'm not trying to be. But often I can just push through because just with uh, rheumatoid arthritis, which I've mentioned before, but you know, it comes and goes, whatever, but it's been under control for the most part this year. I do have, you know, little flare ups here and there, but I had an issue with my medication. So that was out of my control and this set me back. So I wasn't able to take, I take two meds specifically for this and I still kept up with the other one, but the one that I didn't get was the really strong one. So that one I was about 10 days behind on and unfortunately it sent my body into a full flare, like full body. And I've never had a full body flare before. And when I started this medication a year ago, it took a few months for it to like really work into your system. So that was January when I started to feel better. So for the most part, this year hasn't been too bad, you know, considering. But anyway, so this has set me back and it's just, it's headaches and migraines and it's full body flares and all that. Anyway, so whole point, sorry, don't want sympathy. I don't, I definitely don't want that. That's where I'm at right now. So I am doing my best to get, I want to get this week's podcast out for you. That is why I missed last week. So I do apologize for that. I'm sure you guys all understand, you know, life happens sometimes. And this is my, every we all have our struggles. We all have our struggles in life. And this just happens to be mine. And so please just bear with me when I am a little behind and my brain may not be working at full capacity right now. So if I sound a little spacey or whatever, I do apologize. Anyways, so why don't we just get into this week? There's so many things I want to talk to you guys about because I just feel like a lot has happened work-wise or like I have client stories. I don't know. I just like in my head, I'm like, oh, okay, I know there's some things I want to talk to you guys about, but I think I'm going to have to do it maybe for next week's podcast when my brain is more clear and I can write down everything that I want to talk to you guys about. But something exciting happened work-wise too that I really wanted to share with you guys. I just got to make sure I'm allowed to share it. I mean, it's not huge like <laughs> breaking breaking news, but it's exciting for me. And I did want to share that with you guys, but I'm assuming I'm allowed to, but I don't know. You never know. Anyway, God, that's a lot of rambling. So we're just going to get started into the episode. So I hope you guys are all doing well. And here we go. 
Okay, you guys. So we're going to talk about skin's pH and expiration dates on products because I think both are important and both can affect the skin. I mean, if you use an expired product, that can definitely affect the skin. And skin's pH is just vital to skincare. So I kind of want to talk about that a little bit more. So maybe you could understand why estheticians or just skin experts, not to be confused with skin influencers or influencers on social media, but skin experts know how important skin pH is. So I just want to break it down for you guys and explain to you why we talk about it all the time. So here we go. pH is something I'm sure you've heard many times in your life, but do you really know what it means and why it's important for the skin? In skincare, pH balance means that the pH of a product is close to the skin's natural pH and doesn't dramatically alter it. The optimal pH value of skin on most of our face and body lies between 4.5 and 5.5. This is important. When skin is too acidic or too alkaline, that is when the skin is vulnerable to factors that can trigger breakouts, redness, and sensitivity. When the skin is pH balanced, everything is working the way it should. Okay, so let's talk about normal barrier function and repair. And remember, because I've talked about our barrier, that's our skin, that's our top layer, that's the barrier. That top layer protects the inside layers, okay? So be hold on, I gotta, I gotta sound this word out because this is like a $10 word I'm about to say. B-glucocerebrosidase, do you guys like that one? It's a really long one. With an optimum pH of 5.6 is involved in the synthesis of the most important ceramides. Ceramides are a very important part of your skin's protective barrier. When your skin is healthy, Ceramides strengthen it. When your skin needs repair, ceramides will ensure your skin has moisture. Healthy skin flora. Your skin has lots of bacteria, and when your skin is in the right pH, the good bacteria thrives. When your skin's pH is too low or too high, bad bacteria takes over, and that is when problems arise like acne. When your skin is pH balanced, you'll also have less sensitivities. An unbalanced pH is linked to acne, dermatitis, eczema, and other irritations. Okay, so here is a list of some things that can affect the pH of your skin. Age. Newborns and elderly people have a slightly higher pH. Topical antibacterials can affect it. Sweat, intense workout, or hot weather. Ethnicity, darker skin has a lower pH than lighter skin. And you might even hear that estheticians will talk about like maybe in social media posts or whatever, but you know, we talk about the Fitzpatrick scale, which is how we determine some, how can I say, this is what I'm talking about. My brain's not working. I try to go off the cuff and my brain's like, uh, I got nothing for you. So basically it's from light to dark according to your, your, your skin color. And it's important to know 
how to work on darker skin and how to work on lighter skin. Because if you're doing like something like a chemical peel, a higher pH or a lower pH is going to determine what maybe what kind of peel you use, how long you leave it on, the strength of the peel. All of those can be factors. So this is another reason that I say it's so important when you are listening to experts that you make sure they're experts on skin or maybe doing the do-it-yourself chemical peel or whatever that you can go buy at Target is not always the best idea because the color of your skin can matter from light to dark and the peels you use, how long you use them, the strength of them, so on and so forth. Now, if you're dealing with something over the counter, you're less likely, I shouldn't say you're less likely to do damage because I've seen some crazy damage that people have done, but a lot of time that's people taking liberties with what they're doing. But generally speaking, over-the-counter is usually not as strong as professional products. So the idea is the average consumer cannot just do damage on their skin, but we all know you still can. Because if your skin is already unhealthy and it has like a lower pH or a higher pH than it normally would have, no matter the color of your skin, then the peel that you go to that you buy over the counter will affect it even more because your skin is already unhealthy. And maybe it's that pH that has been lowered or hired. So all of that goes into consideration when estheticians are picking out a product for your skin. When we're doing a facial, you know, it seems like a lot of it is fluff and it could be. I'm more a results-driven esthetician. But even on a fluff facial, we have to be mindful of what goes on the client's skin because there's a lot of factors involved. And this is what I'm talking about when I get frustrated with people who sell products who don't know what they're talking about or people who are teaching people on social media, doing videos of like, oh, I did this, you should too. This is one of the reasons why you shouldn't. Okay, irritants. Let's talk about what can irritate. Cleansing. This can still change the pH of your skin, but if you're using the right cleanser, then this is not as much of an issue anymore. Especially with professional products, you're not dealing with harsh ingredients that can really affect the pH. If you're using a cleanser with an acid like glycolic, then it will change the pH temporarily. But when using good products, this is okay. Again, it goes back to talking to an esthetician that has created a skincare routine for you. We understand how to bring that skin back to where it needs to be if it was temporarily changed. So you'll see with a lot of like I'm I'm I've been on TikTok a lot cuz I have a lot of downtime <laughs> right now. And these people going through acne, I I watch how they're what they're doing with their skin and you know, they're stripping and stripping and stripping, but they're not so they're not bringing their pH back. They're also not bringing any moisture into their skin because a lot of people still have the mentality that acne needs to be dehydrated completely. 
and you must suffer (laughs) during the healing process. So this is one of the reasons why I think it's so important to talk to a, a professional, talk to an esthetician, because we understand all of that. So we understand like, hey, we might take from your skin a little bit with a glycolic cleanser, but we're going to use something right after to make sure we give it back to the skin. So we can take, but you got to give back, okay? So toners were once used strictly to help with the balance of your skin pH. That isn't the case as much anymore. So I know a lot of people think it's okay to skip. I do not. Toners have many other benefits. So I recommend them to every single client. Like literally, I it's a staple, cleanser and a toner for sure, without a doubt. I think they are very important and should not be skipped ever. Okay, so what can happen when skin is unbalanced? Bad bacteria thrives, as I mentioned before, and that can cause acne, breakouts, you know, whatever, clogged pores, so on and so forth. The skin can actually feel like it's burning. If the skin gets too high or too low, okay, so the burning can happen, meaning if it's too acidic or too alkaline. Have you ever had an esthetician ask if something is tingling, burning, or stinging like in the treatment room when we're actually working on you? I always ask this of my clients. So we ask that because that will give us insight into what is happening with the skin. If I apply a gentle enzyme to someone's skin and the pH of the enzyme is not too high or too low, then it usually means that the client won't feel it as much. When they do, we know their skin is off. There are other signs for us to see and feel, but this is a great way to determine the health of someone's skin, at least for me. Also, there's always exceptions to the rule. I have clients who have a very high pain tolerance. And so I have to be careful with them because if they're like, nope, feels fine, you know, feels fine, but their face is on fire, we got an issue here, you know, unless the enzyme or the peel says this is what can happen. But there's not many out there that are going to really cause a lot of skin flushing. Again, important information to have prior to working on the skin. So those are my clients that I have to be more careful with. And I always tell them like, I understand you have a high pain tolerance, but I just need you to be honest on exactly how you're feeling it. And, you know, after you work with somebody for a while, you kind of, you know, you know, that, that you just, you get it. You can, you can kind of figure out what works for them works and they understand, you know, what you're trying to do. So Communication obviously gets better the more you work on a client. But these are why we ask these questions. Okay, so another thing that can happen when skin is unbalanced, skin will feel tight. Remember when we used to think that was a good thing? And listen, some people still do. Moisture is lost and that can cause dry skin. Skin can't protect itself, so it becomes more sensitive. And remember all the times that I've talked about sensitive skin, and oftentimes we create our sensitive skin. Those with acne often have a higher pH because in that environment, P acne can thrive. Those with dermatitis or eczema usually have an unbalanced pH, and when their skin is healthier, those conditions will lessen. 
Now, I don't want to just say that eczema or even psoriasis is all about the pH. We got other issues going on, but just know that you also want to make sure the balance of your pH. So you don't want to put, you don't want to do too much in one direction of of whatever you put on your skin. Okay, so how can you rebalance your skin? Avoid bar soaps and harsh cleansers. I mean, I already said before how they can affect the pH, so that's important. Long baths or showers raise the pH and can be very drying to the skin. I can be guilty of this. I take really, I take two showers a day, so both my showers are pretty short. But I got to tell you, sometimes I can take a long shower. And you know, when you go into like, you just start thinking, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, how long have I been standing here? So you just, you want to be careful though, especially if you're trying to get your skin back to a healthy condition. Do-it-yourself skincare can really disrupt your barrier because they are not controlled substances. And it's just another reason not to use do-it-yourself skincare. And always wear moisturizer. Moisturizer holds that hydration into your skin. Make sure your skin is damp when you apply your skincare products and that moisturizer will lock everything in. So moisturizer is very important no matter your skin type or skin condition. So it's so easy to do the wrong things for our skin. And that's why I think seeing or talking to a professional is so important. As I have stated many times, this is what we studied in school and what we continue to study. A balanced pH is vital to the health of your skin. Using products that are not right for you can definitely age your skin. And come on, none of us want that. All right, you guys, so now on to expiration dates. So if we are doing skincare every day, then expiration dates are not as much of a concern. But so many people will buy too many products, never get to them, and then wonder if they are still good. So I'm going to discuss that today and make it easy to know how long you should be keeping them. Because even old products can affect your skin or expired products, whatever, they can affect your skin if they're old. That could be bad, bad, bad. Okay, skincare products are considered cosmetics by the FDA. So this means that companies are not required to list an expiration date. This is also true in Canada. The only exception is sunscreen and there must be an expiration date listed unless the product has been proven to remain stable for three years. There are two symbols to look for in case a product does have the expiration date on them. These are required in Europe, so sometimes U.S. companies will have them because they are also sold in Europe. So instead of producing two, they just produce one and just do all the same. That would work for Europe and for U.S. So P-A-O, period after opening. This will tell you how long the product is good after opening it. You will see a number and then the letter M. That stands for month. So if it says 9M, that's nine months. B-B-E, best before end of. This means when the product should be used by, just like on our food. It will be an hourglass and then the date. 
I love all this coding that we're just supposed to like figure out. Expirations are fine, but the problem is these products are bottled, sitting in a warehouse, on a delivery truck, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and then you bring them home. These dates then become less reliable. Another reason to love professional products. Since they are made in small batches, there is less time of them sitting around. The best thing to know is when a product has gone bad by looking, smelling, and feeling the product. So expiration dates, look for those first. Although not always reliable or even present, it's still the first thing you want to look for. The next thing, change in consistency. Has the product separated or is it thinner? Does it look different than when you first opened it? Change in color. Are there black spots in it? That's bacteria. If it's a product with L-ascorbic acid, which is vitamin C, watch for a color change because that is an unstable form of vitamin C. Not the color change part, just that vitamin C, that type of vitamin C is unstable. So the color change can happen and you want to be careful. Change in scent. Does it smell different? Now, if you if you just are like, I don't know about these four things. I'm not sure. I'm just going to try it on my skin. I would recommend maybe a patch test and not do it all over because if it's expired, it really can, you know, (laughs) it could cause a problem on your skin, rash, pimples, you know, breakout, whatever, you know. So it's not worth it. So maybe do a patch test if you're like, I really love this product. I don't want to lose it, but I'm not sure. So if your product does show any of those signs, just toss them in the, in the trash. Packaging matters. Light and air can affect your skincare products. This is why some are packaged in darker or opaque jars or bottles. Some people don't like it when moisturizers come in jars, but sometimes they are too thick to be in a pump. Plus, there are preservatives to keep the product bacteria free, so it's not risky to dip your fingers in. Okay, obviously you always want to make sure your fingers are clean. And if that still could be an issue for you, maybe you can get a little scooper, you know, you can use anything. You can use a plastic spoon, you know, if you don't want to, you know, dip, but just always make sure whatever you're using to scoop it is always clean. Again, bacteria can't really live in there because they do put so many preservatives that are not bad for the skin. The preservatives are not bad for your skin. But they do put enough preservatives in there so that if you were to put, if you somehow were to get dirt in it, like from a finger or something, you're going to be okay. You're not going to spread bacteria that way. But better be safe than sorry. Make sure your hands are clean. Okay. When a product has antioxidants and retinoids, they can expire faster when exposed to light and air. This is why retinoids are often found in airless pumps. They will last about nine months if packaged correctly. You can actually still use the product past that time. You just won't get the same effect. And obviously that's the whole point of it, right? Okay, sunscreens. I recommend not using these past a year. They may last longer, but this product can break down and become less effective. And since it's all about protection, don't you want the most effective product? When sunscreens sit in the hot sun, the ingredients are broken down. While it is convenient to keep sunscreen in your car, I don't recommend it. 
The heat will break it down faster, but it will still look the same to you. So you won't know that it's not working anymore. So I always tell people, keep your sunscreen out of the sun, out of the heat. So some people will be like, oh, but my sun, my sunscreen during the summer, I have a basket of it for the kids. It just sits outside all summer, but it's not in the sun, but it's still hot outside. So I know... I know that's convenient. I know that's, you know, whatever, but just know it could be breaking down. So if you're going to do that for the summer, maybe just keep it in a cool spot, as cool as possible. And then also don't use those sunscreens past the summer. If you do have kids, you're probably not going to anyways because they waste sunscreen like crazy. (laughs) But anyway, I just wouldn't keep it longer than the summertime. Okay, oils. There is no water in these, so they will last for years. Bacteria thrives in humid environments, but without water, there is no humidity. Tips to keep track of your products. Write the date that you purchased the skincare product and even write the date that you opened it. Keep your products away from light and heat. No direct sunlight. Most people do this, obviously, because you know most people are keeping their products in the bathroom, but you just never know. Maybe you have a bathroom window and wouldn't it be nice if you had the light streaming through on your bathroom and then that light just hits all of your skincare products. So you just want to be careful. And then as I said before, use clean hands to dip into jars. Always make sure your products are closed. Remember that air can make the active ingredients less potent. And also... If you don't close your serum, you're going to spill that bottle on your counter and you're going to be so sad (laughs) because I just did that the other day. I am usually really good. I always put it on my hand and I close it immediately. I don't know. I'm going to blame it on my brain, but I didn't close it. And I spilled a bunch of my serum on my counter and that hurt a little bit. I'm not going to lie. That one hurt. Okay, always make sure your products are... I just said this. Make sure that products are closed. Well, let me repeat myself. More recently, people are investing in skincare fridges, like those little mini fridges. These are fine and and they're fine to use. They have their place as far as, you know, if you if you redness is an issue or rosacea, whatever, like putting cool products on, cold products on your skin can feel really nice and and whatever, but just know that the fridge itself is not doing anything with the product as far as longevity. Putting them in the fridge does not make that product last longer. There's been no evidence to suggest that that is true. So that's why you have them just know that it's not really necessary. But if you want them to for the just have the coldness on your skin, then that's fine too. Okay. So that's it on expiration dates. I mean, it's pretty cut and dried. I mean, you know, this isn't rocket science here, but it's important. And so is skin pH. So, you know, I know that skin pH, we got a little technical, but it's important. And again, I just reiterate this a million times. It's so important to see a professional so that you're getting the right products for your skin because we could always be damaging our skin and not even know that it's happening. And that's like one of the scariest things. So you're like, I think I'm doing everything right. It feels like I am. And then no. Like I recently had a client who she was doing everything. She was pretty much doing everything right as far as 
the the idea of what her skincare routine was, okay? And she saw improvement. And because she saw improvement, she thought, okay, I'm good. And I had known her before. And then obviously she came to me. So I knew what her skin looked like before. So I also knew that there was a difference. So she came to me and I wasn't even giving her a facial. I was like giving her a wax, whatever. And we started talking and she was open to me talking to her about her skin because I never, if people are happy with their skincare routine, I'm not a salesperson. I'm not here to, you know, I want to get that dollar and I'm going to, you know. So if people aren't or don't want to listen or 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 get the feedback from me, then I'm not going to force it down their throat. This person was interested and this person was asking me questions. So to make a long story a little shorter, we went through everything and she got samples of all of my products saw a difference, and now is using all of my products. Now, I know that looks like, oh, I'm just selling product to somebody. But here's the thing. She noticed a difference immediately. What I saw, the first thing I noticed on her skin, even though it looked better than it did before, she had irritation on her skin. And I knew, I knew why. I knew the products weren't working for her skin. I knew that she needed more hydration. And so as soon as she started using those products and getting on a good routine, that redness went away. Her skin is much healthier. She is much happier. And this is what I'm talking about. This is what it always goes back to with we feel like we know what we're doing and sometimes we just don't. And that's okay. I don't know everything. I have to call my friend, my doctor friend all the time. I'm always like asking her a million questions about different things, whatever because I don't know about this stuff. So it's okay that you don't know about skin or maybe you don't know everything about skin or maybe you're still in the process of learning. Like all of that is okay. Like you could be in an industry that I know nothing about and I need your expertise from. So I know sometimes it can be a pride thing. I know sometimes it can be like, but I've read so much and this is what I've come up. Like, that's okay. Like, I mean, it's great to always try but just remember that it's your skin and you are you have it for the rest of your life. So I would just, you know, I do have my skincare coaching, which is, you know, an easy way and a less expensive way to get on a good skincare program. So you can sign up for that. But, you know, it's okay just to not know everything about your skin. And remember, skin always changes too. And you got to be careful with that too. So maybe what you were using 10 years ago isn't necessarily what you should be using now. Anyway, I hope that all makes sense. I apologize for the craziness of my brain right now. (laughs) I can just feel it fading. So I think we're just going to end this podcast. But I do hope you guys enjoyed this. If you have any questions, please reach out to me. I would love to help. And I have not been posting on social media because I just don't have it mean to do it. So I apologize for that too. But hopefully by the time this comes out, I am in a better place and I have been posting. So cross my fingers. But for now, I have not been posting, but I'm working on that. All right, guys, I hope you have a great week and that's it. Talk to you soon. Bye.
thank you for listening today. Don't forget to follow me on social media at Pure Skin OC. I post lots of skincare tips and videos. You can find me at TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And of course, you can always visit my website and my online store. If you're local and interested in receiving one of my treatments, all of my services are on there and you can even book from there too. You can also find my skincare coaching if you want to have a virtual consultation with me so that I can help you with your skin. And lastly, but so important, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Besides sharing it with your friends and family, this is the best way to help it grow. Thanks so much, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Until next time. Mm-hmm.